Welcome to the Energetic Radio Podcast. My name is Dale Sidebottom. Each week, I'll bring you inspirational guests who will help you bring fun, energy, and purpose into your lives. Let the show begin. Welcome to episode number 143 of the podcast, and today I'm joined by Tanzel Ali, the memory champion expert. Now, I first heard of Tanzel, and this was a couple of years ago, where he memorized a Yellow Pages in 24 days. Now, for those people who don't know what a Yellow Pages is, it is over 2,300 pages of ads. And Tanzel got, this was for a challenge that he was asked to memorize every ad in that. And from there, he is just shot to fame. And I think the best thing about Tanzel, and he's so honest about this, but when he was young at school growing up, he had a shocking memory, all right? And it was something that he really struggled with. But what he talks about today is so many different techniques, the power of storytelling our mind, and how if we really want to do something or remember something, we can do that. Now, visualization plays a big part in this. And as I mentioned before, Tanzel has been four times Australian memory champion. Now, we're going to talk about what that means and what the process is to do about that. Um, Tanzel is also a best-selling author. He's got two amazing books, which we talk about today. We also talk about um, how you can remember names, because I know that I've done a couple episodes on this, um, and we've spoken about how you can go about remembering names. And um, the way Tanzel does it is really, really powerful, and it's sort of not in a creepy way that I do it, and I talk about that as as well today, but overall, what we talk about today is so powerful. And um, Tanzel now works with athletes, coaches, sports stars all over the world on ways that they can improve not only their mental capacity, but also their memory and just sharpening their craft. So, guys, this has got so many takeaways for everybody. Sit back, take notes. This is Tanzel Ali. Welcome to the podcast. I am stoked. I've got Tanzel Ali here, the memory superstar. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Yourself? I'm fantastic. Uh, nice, cold, chilly Melbourne morning, mate. How's it uh, for you in Melbourne? Oh, it's great, man. I, I love it. Absolutely love it, as uh, all other Melburnians do. <laughs> it's, uh, it is a beautiful city, mate. I think we're really lucky. Now, we're obviously going to get into the amazing work you're doing, uh, working with superstars all over the world, memory champion, everything like that. But let's go back to the start. Let's talk a little bit about your upbringing. And um, have you always been good at remembering things? No, it was shocking. Um, <laughs> I, in fact, I'd, I'd always complain I have a shocking memory. In fact, I, I used to play in a band. Uh, I used to be a guitarist and, uh, you know, my bass player used to say, you know, learn these notes and, you know, you need to learn notes on the guitar and stuff. And I just say, no, I can't. I've got a shocking memory. And in my studies, I've always sort of forgotten things. I couldn't read. Uh, you know, I was hopeless. Uh, people would talk to me and minutes later, I'd forget what they said. So, you know, I was a classic example of a, you know, really bad memory. So, so because I, I get this all the time and I, a lot of people go, particularly um, as a teacher or somebody that needs to remember a lot of names quite quickly, oh, I'm just not very good at this. I can't remember names. I've just never been any good at it. But you've gone from that to being a four-time Australian memory champion. What, what, how did you do that? Look, I guess it was just curiosity because a friend of mine came up to me and said, Tansel, I can remember 40 objects back to front, you know, any order. 
And I said, you know, surely you can't. You know, this was before I knew what memory techniques were. And he said, no, I mean, it's pretty easy to do. Just learn some memory techniques. And, you know, I'm like, great. Now, where'd you get it from? He said, a book. I'm like, what's a book's name? And he couldn't remember the idiot. <laughs> anyway, um, I got a hold of, you know, uh, some materials. And, you know, obviously I did a Google search back then. This was like 17 years ago. And, uh, you know, a lot of people say Google is, you know, making us dumber or, you know, it's, it's um, yeah, not really helping us in our brains. But if it wasn't for Google, I wouldn't be talking to you right now. So I did a Google search and came across memory techniques. And I thought I'll try these out, you know. So I found a few websites, I read a few books, as you do, do a bit of research. And I found out that my brain was working <laughs> and I was memorizing stuff. And I thought, wow, this is quite extraordinary. Why wasn't it taught at school? So, um, yeah, then I just researched more and more. I found out about the Australian Memory Championships and I said to my friend, look, let's enter it. We'll come last. Who cares? You know, go for a bit of a joke. And um, we enter and I came second in Australia. My friend came third and we broke all these records. <laughs> How the hell did this happen? You know, so and everything just sort of snowballed from there. Mate, that is, that is insane. Um, and it's amazing what the power of your mind can do when you actually uh, dedicate time to it. And I think what you've done there is you're accountable as well. You've done it with a friend. I think that's always a big thing that um, you haven't just entered that in yourself. But let's, if for people listening, like obviously it's all well and good to say that you've been under to it, but um, what are a couple of really simple tips for listeners now, Tanzel, that um, don't think they're very good with memory or they think they're shocking, um, like you probably were at high school, now four-time memory champion of Australia. What are a couple of simple tips that they could apply today when they're listening in the car, running wherever they are? Yeah, look, when it comes to memory, it's all about storytelling, believe it or not. Uh, people think it's just all repetition you know, repeating over and over again. But, you know, I, if I was to repeat something, I, I still forget. So our brain works a bit differently. If we're telling stories, we're engaging uh, our mind uh, with imagination and color and senses, all that sort of stuff. So uh, I guess a tip I'd um, give to people is that when you are either reading something or listening to something, you know, podcast, classic example, try and visualize it. Try and really get in there and imagine what's going on. Because if you can start to visualize something, then it, it, you're telling your brain, look, here's this story, you better bloody understand it type of thing. <laughs> you know. And uh, it, it's funny because when I talk about speed reading, a lot of people think, oh, yeah, it's just skipping, skimming words, all that. Well, speed reading is just visualization. You're reading in images. So if you take this storytelling method of visualizing really boring technical content, you're now going to start to understand what you read. So, and, and it applies to everything. So you, I guess the, the most powerful thing you can do is visualize and imagine uh, what you're trying to um, take note, I guess. Yeah, I, I think that's really powerful. And I know um, particularly if people are presenting or you're giving a speech or something and you're just up there reading out stats, facts, useless things people won't remember it but if you somehow tell it in a story tanzel people are engaged um and i think that is something that we learned in primary school but um if people can master that skill it's a really really powerful asset whatever they're doing so uh, do you teach people how to tell story yeah that's i mean i'm just a to be honest a glorified storyteller that's how i see myself first. <laughs> i love it because in memory yeah in memory competitions right we memorize you know random shuffle decks of playing cards you know hundreds sometimes thousands of digits of numbers and we're not repeating them we're just telling stories between you know digits between each other and there could be thousands so that's what we do and you know the the quickest story wins that's that's a memory competition so you know when you're training your memory, you're actually training storytelling and it's actually the quicker you do it, the faster your brain works, the faster you encode 
meaningless data because that's what it is when we're reading something it's meaningless until we get an image in our head now the, the more you train your brain the more you're able to encode a lot faster so for example when it comes to names people are terrible with names right oh so, so shocking let's say that, shocking mate. Let's say that, oh shocking yeah, so when they want to remember, say, my name, Tansel, people sometimes freeze, right? But you said, as children, we're taught stories, all that sort of stuff. But yep. as we move along, we start getting to sort of one color biro and whatever. Um, so what we need to do is we need to go back to that storytelling method. So maybe someone, you know, pictures me as tinsel, right? <laughs> and puts tinsel around my head, and puts me on a Christmas tree or something like that. So the more you give detail, the easier it is to remember, right? Or if you meet a John, you might picture them in a toilet, right? Something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I, I, I love that. And I know um, I've, I've watched a lot of your YouTube videos um, pre, like lately. And one of the ones I did love was obviously remembering names. So you, there's so many different techniques. I know when I remember names uh, that I'll try and ask you three questions, Tanzel. So Tanzel, you live in Melbourne. Tanzel, what do you do for a job? Oh, Tanzel, do you barrack for a football side? Oh, cool, Tanzel. So what are you up to later? Um, so I remember it like that. But you're saying that it's more powerful if you can... Uh, associate the name with a, an item or a story object. That's right. I mean, it's great what you're doing because it sort of builds rapport and people think, oh, yeah, they're saying my name, that they remember yep. I'm important. But if you keep saying it, it kind of gets creepy. It does. <laughs> so, you know, and, and people know that you're trying too hard as well that if you're saying the name too much. So it's it's best to try and visualise something. Like your name, Dale. I mean, you know, I just picture sort of mountains like a Dale. I don't know if you... Um, I mean, you'd know your own name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, um, that sort of big gap in the mountains, I, I picture a Dale. So I just picture you kicking back in the mountains, right? So if I just visualise that and every time I talk to you, I'm just visualising that, then I can remember your name all the time, right? So that, that's how that works. And I can say your name whenever I want, even retain it for later on. So next time, let's say we speak, you know, a year later, I can say, why was this dude hanging out in the mountains? Ah, oh, right, Dale. Ah, gotcha. So, that's what happens rather than saying Dale, Dale. Hey, nice to meet you, Dale. How do you spell it? Uh, you know, all, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, it can get a bit too much. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I do understand that. Do you think also that a lot of time, it, I think the skill of remembering something is listening. I think listening is the biggest skill ever that people aren't listening to because they're already worried about what they're going to say next. Is that Does that affect their like visualisation or their storytelling capacity? Yeah, look, that, that was my greatest weakness when it came to memory was the listening skills. I, I was absolutely terrible. And what I found was when I started using visualization, uh, right, for when someone's talking, re really try and visualize what they're saying, not just, you know, hear out words, then I could really understand. So because words are just abstract, they don't make any sense. And if someone's talking to you or if you're listening to something live, you haven't got the processing capacity right then and there. Uh, it's it's the most difficult thing to do. So that's why a lot of people, you know, don't tend to remember stuff while they're listening because it's just live information. Whereas you can't sort of just pause and stop and reflect, right? Yeah. So uh, once you start practicing the visualization and getting better, listening skills are really heightened. That's I guess it's one of the reasons why I got into coaching because I was a terrible listener, and coaching allowed me to just listen more and more and visualize. Uh, what the problems with people were and how I can fix them. So, you know, that, that's how I sort of, I guess, got a hold of that problem 
as well. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying, and I think it's very similar. The more you do something, I remember when I started this podcast, Hansel, that I wouldn't listen. I was just thinking about the next question I was going to ask. Whereas the more you do, the better you get at it. So my big thing is, and I think you probably just uh, mentioned this and you're, you're probably advocate of a big time, is don't ever put yourself down saying you're shocking with names. It's, it's like anything. The more you practice it, the better you get. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy as well. If you say you're shocking with names, you will be. <laughs> you know, it's, it's almost like, um, yeah, common sense, really. But, um, yeah, there's, there's always stuff we can improve on as well. So it's just going to be, you know, open-minded. You might try some things that don't work. You know, don't sort of give up. There's other ways as well. So when I tried, um, you know, memory first time, it didn't work. It didn't work for a very long time. But then I just kept at it because I knew there was something there and I, I learned my way. So, yeah. Yeah. Perfect, mate. So let's, if we could break it down, if you've got three top tips for people on particularly remembering names, because I think it is so crucial if you can remember somebody's name. So um, from what you've just said there, obviously storytelling is key, visualisation and probably listening. It is, if, it, would that be the top three or have you got something better for me? Yeah, I guess when you're listening, it's about using visualisation. So try and visualise what's going on. Um, also try and um, I guess keep it humanly as possible. Don't don't try and put yourself down by thinking oh, I'm not going to remember all these names. Yeah, you know, do what you can because at the end of the day we are human and if you forget something you forget something. You know, big deal, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so it's all about just trying something out and to be honest, once you try out the techniques, it's, it's actually, it'll be a lot better than what you think it is. So it's just giving a crack, don't, not worrying about failure. Um, yeah, and just, just visualizing because that's where the core basis of memory is. I, I agree. And to be honest, if you're putting yourself down, you're already not very good at it anyway. So what have you got to lose? And it's, as long as if you're proving it to the world, this is something yourself. So I think uh, backing yourself in and giving it a go, I love that. Now, one thing I love, Tanzel, is that you remembered an entire Yellow Pages in 24 hours. Now, for people listening overseas, a Yellow Pages is one of the biggest useless books ever now that I think a lot of people use to hold up doors or as a doorstop or things like that. But how did you remember that in 24 hours? Mate. It was actually 24 days. 24 so, uh, days. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, like, that is insane if it was 24 hours. 24 days. Yeah, I slacked off, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> there it, might be a challenge for 24 you. days. Uh, but look, a, a PR company contacted me and they said, look, we've got this awesome campaign for Yellow Pages. Do you want to memorise a phone book? And I sort of looked at them going, what the hell? <laughs> Who'd want to do this idiotic thing? You know, and it turned out to be me, I guess. But uh, I, was, I was writing them an email saying no thanks. But then I thought, well, let me do the calculations. You know, if I was to memorise one ad, it'll take me X amount of time. Then in you know 30 days, I'll be able to do it. So they wanted me to memorize it in a month so I, I set out some goals I guess and for me it wasn't about oh I've got a good memory I can do this it was more about you know from what I learned is I, I had a really bad time management <laughs> I was really uh, undisciplined so what the whole thing taught me was that uh, I really needed to train and at certain times wake up at certain times eat certain meals um, I had to really be disciplined and what I also did was I every single day I'd put my work onto Twitter 
leader. So I was accountable to the ah, public as yep. well. So I really couldn't sort of get out of it. And uh, because there was media interviews afterwards, um, I really had to work hard because I was, you know, the whole of Australia was watching. In fact, the world was. So um, I can imagine. Yeah. So, so do you think, like, obviously you just mentioned, I think some key things that uh, everybody needs in their life, routine is crucial. Um, and you've obviously just mentioned that there. So talk us through a day, one of those 24, like 24 days. Um, what was what was the routine like? How long were you actually staring at that yellow pages for? Well, funny thing you mentioned routines. I, I, you know, definitely is, you know, success, all that sort of stuff can come from. But I have no routines whatsoever. Um, every single day is different for me. Um, yeah, it's just more about putting in effort. Uh, I guess for me and making sure that you know things get done and you know that you enjoy life so you know every day was different but what would happen is I'd memorize um, uh, sort of you know maybe 20 pages or something like that I set myself a goal of memorizing say 120 ads per day right and there might be certain periods where I go okay I'm going to do two hours here I'm going to do two hours there so the average came to about four hours a day now what would happen is sometimes I'd slack off and not do any memorization or do one hour. Then the next day I might have to do six hours. <laughs> there was one day where I had to do 10 hours of memorization just so I could catch up. And that was like five two-hour blocks. Now, it's pretty intense. But what I was doing is because I was working a job at the time as well. So I was in the car park because uh, all the meeting rooms were full and you know, had the light on in my car and just flipping through the yellow pages. So it's quite extraordinary. Yeah, but it's just doing it man there's, there's no other sort of way around it really uh, that is awesome so when you're going through the yellow pages does there any ads that were quite funny that stuck out to you look i mean when we memorize we do make funny stories out of everything so it didn't really um nothing really stood out that much because it was just going through a process i mean i was more worried about getting the thing than just having a bit of a laugh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Did go through the escort section and stuff like that. And I was hoping that, you know, no one would ask me questions from there, which, which was good. But, uh, you know, as kids, we used to have a laugh. But, oh, that's great. Uh, when you, it's, it's just, you know, business as usual. Just, just do your job, cancel, get over and done with, you know, and uh, see what happens from there. So, obviously, after the 24 days when you did memorise it, what, what happened to your life then? Because I know it sort of really changed big time. Um, a lot of interviews, media coverage from around the world. Um, what happened? It, it was funny because uh, we flew up to Sydney because I was meant to sort of demonstrate disability at the, you know, HIA Home Show, uh, one of those conventions in Sydney. And uh, they said, oh, you've got two media interviews and get over and done with. I'm like, oh, sweet. We'll go for two interviews. Ended up being 50 interviews that whole weekend. Wow. Um, ridiculous. Everyone wanting to test me out and, you know, radio stations, TV stations, everyone's getting a hold of me. So uh, it, it was ridiculous. The PR went sort of uh, overboard and uh, I found myself, you know, staying a bit longer and, um, yeah, I mean, obviously it's slow news week <laughs> and something like this took over, I guess. Uh, yeah, it's it just um, pe people were sort of shocked that someone could do something like this. Yeah, it's uh, well, uh, mate. For people, particularly overseas listeners, if they don't know what a yellow pages is, it's how many how many actual pages is in the yellow pages, and it's just all ads. Yeah, it was 2,300 uh, wow. in each book. So they, they got me to memorize Sydney, which is twice as big as the Melbourne one. So oh. <laughs> I. Uh, yeah, I didn't get a choice in that. But, so um, 2,300 yeah, pages and how many ads in total? Um, oh, there, was, there was a lot. Um, I had to memorise over 20,000 um, 
yeah, numbers. So, yeah, that, that's how many digits there were. Mate, that's insane. So after those 50 interviews, and obviously they've all got the yellow pages, they're all testing you. Did, did any of them stump you or you're able to just nail everyone? Oh, no, I did get stumped at a few, yeah. um, definitely. Um, uh, it's funny because I never really thought of what would happen at the end when I was memorising, if I'd muck up or what would happen. I, I just thought I'd get through the process. So uh, when I went through it and had, you know, one of the TV interviews were like today, tonight, and they kept testing me uh, when they were filming, I kept getting them wrong. <laughs> the guy was scratching his head, the host saying, come on, buddy, you're going to get some right. So I got them right, and those were the, you know, takes that were actually shown, which was great um but you know it does show the human element though because we're, you know we're always going to forget so it's not about it's not worrying about forgetting it's like you know what can you really do to make things happen and i think that's a really good attitude to have um that's something that i learned as well is not dwelling on your failures it's just about going and thinking about well what can i how can i make this happen what can i do instead of oh no i mucked up here so um, that's that's another valuable lesson that i've learned and then i can hopefully pass on to other people as well yeah well i think i think too many people look at failure as a, a setback whereas what you've done and what a failure should be it should be a lesson that's something you can learn from and you improve on it next time and it shouldn't be something that stumps you and stops you from doing it should it Oh, definitely. And unfortunately, at schools, uh, we're not really taught failure. In fact, we're taught to sort of get around it and, you know, not fail. So, um, and yes, it's great achieving, you know, success through school, but um, you can achieve success and still not learn anything. Whereas you go through failures and you go, oh, wow, this happened. I can now adjust my life accordingly to not make this happen, or I can give this advice. So it's just as powerful going through failures. I mean, it wasn't Michael Jordan said they've, you know, failed thousands of times and that's what made him a success you know um, I totally agree with that so that's what I look at I mean I've failed a lot even university you know I've failed over and over again just to get my it took me you know three four years longer to get my degree because I kept failing this one subject right now I've learned so much just from that you know that I went back and did two master's degrees now that I had memory techniques and and they were just so much more enjoyable and I actually learnt how to learn rather than just you know comply and pass yeah, yeah, and you're actually able to take it in. So do you reckon that comes down to obviously consistency um, and your reputation, you know, consistently turning up and not letting that failure d destroy you? Yeah, and look, that, even that is sort of not on my mind. I, I guess I'm just more curious, you know, curious and interested in life. When, when you've got a curious curiosity and an interest, you sort of do things with fun, right? You enjoy it and you just take on the challenge. It's not about trying to prove anything or, you know, this is what happened last time. That just causes more stress. So what I do is I just try and have fun with these things and not take them too seriously, to be honest, because, you know, at the end of the day, we've got this one life. Life, you know, might as well just um, play it how you want to play it and just enjoy it. I think that's such a powerful takeaway that I think too many people think life isn't fun or work shouldn't be fun and um, that it's serious. We've got to get stuff done. But my big thing is, Tanzel, and I talk about this all the time, if you're having fun, no matter what it is, you're going to want to do it better. You want to keep turning up and you're going to make people around you feel happier. So is that something you promote, that your life now is fun? You're doing something you love. You're helping people. You're helping athletes, coaches, business people all around the world because you're having fun. It means they can have fun. 
Yeah, I think absolutely you hit the nail on the head. And um, it's something that it's funny, I don't actively promote. I just try and incorporate it into my daily life. So I don't even have to talk about it. It's just when people meet me, that's what they see and that's what they experience. And that, that's what I want people to experience to say, go out and really enjoy life. You know, yes, there might be times where it's really bad. There might be times where you're stressed, anxious. I get it. I mean, I've been through that as well. I've suffered anxiety uh, a lot. And the memory techniques actually helped me get through it, believe it or not, um, using a lot of the mind strategies of visualization and relaxation and stuff. So, you know, these things are going to happen, you know, no doubt. But it's just going out and really looking at, you know, how, how can I make things more fun? How can I make things more interesting? What, what can I, what environment can I put myself in that's going to make me happier so there's always something you can do yeah and do you think that comes down to obviously finding your purpose like i know you mentioned at the start that um if you hadn't found google and searched memory techniques that um you may not have ever found your purpose you may not have got your degree is do do you think life is all about finding that one thing that you're so passionate about that brings joy to your life and that is your purpose and you can share that with others um Yes and no. Um, I'd like to think so, but in reality, there's just, you know, sometimes you just got to grind it. Yeah, <laughs> Some yeah. people have it worse than others. And I totally, you know, and, you know, with, for those people, it's difficult to say, yeah, just go and do something that makes you happy. You can't. It's, it's a different life altogether. So, you know, it, it's life is what you make of it at, at the end of the day. So, you know, and the choice is always up to us, always. So that that's how I look at it. And, you know, it's, it's unfortunate as it is. There's some people that are worse off. So, um, you know, I'm just being grateful, I guess, is is a start. So once you start from the, you know, gratitude end, then you have everything you need, right? Yeah. When you're grateful, everything is there for you. And um, that, I guess that's the basis to start from. Once you start from there, then it's, you know, the world's your oyster. Uh, it's so true. And I think, I know gratitude's been around for centuries, but it is such a simple practice that can make such a difference in your life. And I'm, I'm really glad you mentioned that because I talk a lot about that, Tanzel. I'm, I'm a real big believer that, um, you know, life can get hard and there are things that will set you back, but there are always things to be grateful for. You just need to be able to find them. So obviously coming second in your first ever Australian Memory Championship, mate, you've, you've turned that around and you've gone four-time champion. What what does the Australian Memory Championship look like? How, what Talk us through it, buddy. Yeah, it's um, it's a 10-event competition. So they have events like remembering random names, random numbers, uh, binary digits, zeros and ones. You know, you've got your shuffle decks of cards in there, as many as you can remember in um, 10 minutes, and also the quickest time you can memorize a deck of cards, excuse me, as well. So there's 10 of these events and whoever memorizes the most wins um however there's a catch um you can't sort of make a mistake really if you do then you get um yeah you get points deducted so for example if you get um you know we we memorizing rows of 40 digits and if we get 39 out of 40 uh, right, it's not 39 out of 40, it's 20 out of 40. If we make two digits mistakes, we get zero. Wow. Right? And because we memorize in pairs of digits and sometimes in three digits, um, one mistake and we're out, <laughs> right? So that's what essentially happens. So, you know, it took me six years to get to that, you know, first position in Australia because I kept making those, you know, one little mistakes here and there. I was memorizing twice as much as everyone else, but because I was making those silly mistakes, I kept coming second and last one year because I wanted to 
to go for records. But <laughs> uh, but later on, I found out how to sort of go about becoming first, and you know, went out and got help, and you know, uh, looked at life a bit differently, looked at techniques a bit differently, and from that on, uh, that point on, I won every single event I entered. So it's um, it's a learning that is done through that as well. Oh, mate, that is that is a very stiff competition. I suppose it's pretty similar to a game of cricket or golf or something like that, that if you uh, you do one bad shot or one bad stroke, then, mate, it's game over. Yeah, ex- exactly. And it, it's something that anyone can really do as well. Like I had one of my clients who entered last year. She, um, she only had a few sessions with me, believe it or not, and she broke a 12-year memory record. Uh, she absolutely smashed it. She memorized like 170 odd digits in five minutes, something I, I wasn't even able to do. And it, it was just remarkable um, how she went about doing it. So, you know, it, it's, you know, once you've got these techniques in your head, um, nothing can really stop you on achieving what you want. Yeah, oh, of course, mate. So when you look back at everything you've done up to date, is helping other people, like obviously your client there after a couple of sessions, smashing that record, is that something you're most proud of or passing, you know, obviously uni after a few failures, uh, four-time Australian chairman? What's what's the thing that you look back at the moment and you're most proud of? Oh, look, the, the most rewarding thing for me is helping others. Yep. You know, if I wasn't doing this, I'd be doing something else. Like I was working in IT and again, my aim was to help others in IT. You know, I was, all, I was a tra- in training and development. So I guess my calling was in, you know, how can I best help people? And that, that's where it led me to. So, you know, I've got so many clients that have, you know, either passed professional exams or they've changed their careers because of, you know, the, the stuff that we've done together. And now they're obviously leading, you know, better, happier lives and doing what they want to do. So for me, that's the most rewarding thing. All the accomplishments and stuff like that, that that's just the result, I guess, of failures and, you know, hard work and sweat and, you know, collaboration, all that sort of stuff. So um, I'm more sort of about the journey there, I guess, rather than the end result. The end result will take care of itself. It's just about, for me, worrying about, you know, okay, what, what's the stuff that I have to do? What, what do I have to get done? And, you know, what's going to have the greatest impact on people? So I guess that's my focus now is, you know, how can I have really huge impact? And, and it's exactly what you're doing with the podcast. You know, you've got some uh, you know, amazing stuff that you've done and you're sharing it with the world. I mean, that, that's quite incredible. Yeah. So that, that's well. what I'm sort of looking at is what, what can I best pass on and if I can help someone great that's that's for me that's the greatest achievement yeah that, well thanks for the kind words Tenzel. I do appreciate that and I think um, a, a representation of anybody is the impact they can make on others and like you just said it is more rewarding when you can help somebody else do something amazing that maybe they haven't been able to do than doing it yourself because you get to live through them and you get that feeling of you are actually able to help them so I love that so when you, you're obviously mastering so many different things helping other people how do you still grow personally or professionally like what are things that you're still constantly doing week in day out everything like that Tanzel? Yeah, look, there's always something to learn. Like, I'm always trying to improve my coaching because I've been doing it for 17 years, but it doesn't mean, you know, I know a lot about it still. Yeah. I still have to look at, okay, what's going to give greatest impact? And my speaking, what's going to give the greatest value to this audience, you know? Um, I look at, you know, how can I learn 
more, learn more things. Like I just recently started teaching myself how to play guitar in a, in a different way this time, in a totally different tuning instead of, you know, playing it the normal way and, you know, learning languages and, you know, just getting out there and doing stuff that I want to do. You know, f- for me, that's it's all about personal growth. And if I'm not growing, then it's hard to sort of teach others to grow as well in a way. So um, that, that's what I try and look at. How can I keep at it? I mean, I've had the competition days. That's sort of, you know, over. I'm, I'm training other people. I'm, you know, doing a lot of other things that I'm enjoying doing. But I'm always looking at how can I maximize um, myself, my skills, so I can benefit others. So I guess that's what I sort of look at is bettering myself every time, learning new things so I can pass on to others. Yeah. Oh, mate, so so many key little messages and takeaways from everything you've just mentioned there, and I, I love that. Now, um, people will be listening along tens will be like, wow, mate, this bloke is a absolute superstar. And I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from today's chat is that at the start, early on in your life, you were shocking at all these things, but you have trained yourself to do it. And I know that is what you talk a little bit about in obviously your book, best-selling author, mate, The Yellow Elephant. Do you want to explain a little bit about this? So I'm, I'm sure people listening along are like, I, I want to read more, I want to learn more from you. Yeah, it's, it's funny how that came about because, you know, I never really thought I'd be an author because I was terrible at writing, even reading. So, um, you know, that, that's why editors are fantastic. <laughs> they, do, they do a great job. But, um, yeah, look, what happened was I came up with an idea for a book and, like, the, it wasn't just an idea. It was 10 years worth of, you know, um, running workshops and stuff. So I just put all my materials together and it just became a book. So the book is essentially just all these workshops, but I just had to write out a bit more. So it took me about 10 days to write. So it wasn't that difficult <laughs> to do. But, um, yeah, the, the book's mostly, again, going through my workshops, so things like speed reading in there, you know, how to read faster and remember more, how to use all the memory techniques like, you know, your memory palace, location method. Um, it, it's, it's pretty much just a stock standard book, to be honest. Nothing really special about it. Every other <laughs> book's the same. It's it's more about how you use that knowledge. So uh, I always say to people, look, knowledge is absolutely useless until you make something of it, until you take action. So, you know, it, it's it's good, great book. I mean, I mean there's always something you can take from any book but unless you look at the skills take it away and start applying that then it's going to really have an impact you know um you're doing that so that, that's what i always say to people i'm like go and read books go write whether it's mine or not um the skill is to transfer it into real actionable knowledge yeah I, it's so true and i i think everything you just mentioned it's like if you go to a workshop or a conference or something like that and unless you action something in the, the next 48 hours it's sort of a waste of a time and i sort of believe that the same for book and is that is that sort of the message that you bring across yeah yeah it doesn't really come across in the book because you know we're just told to write something you know how to bang 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 Right, so that's how that comes across. But I guess when people sort of meet me, they realise that man, I've got to put in the work now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yep. it's not going to be smooth sailing because people think, oh yeah, there's you know brain hacks and tricks, and there's these these are shortcuts. So it's, I'm going to make things easier for myself, which is true. But you still got to put in effort. You know, that, that's why I got into it because it was shortcuts. I mean, I was lazy at the time. I'm like, <laughs> man, if it's shortcuts to you know, learning or to doing this, I'm I'm all in for it. But now I realise that man, you, you've really got to put in the effort. But it's it's so rewarding. It's so it's so true. And how often in life are we always looking for that shortcut? How what's the shortest possible time I can do this? Or how how can I get around that without putting in all the work? And really deep down, you have to put in the work, don't you? 
Absolutely. Like I, I can show people how to memorize um, anything uh, within like half an hour, you know, not even that long or even speed reading like 10 minutes. I mean, that's the easy part, right? Um, I mean, you can even go Google this stuff on the internet or watch a YouTube clip. That, that's not an issue. The, the issue is how, how can you actually apply it <laughs> to how you work, how your brain works and your lifestyle? Um, that's the trick. You know, we're not in the information age anymore. We can get any information we want. It's about how to use that information and use it to your advantage. Yeah, it's so true. I, I love that. I think we are in a, an amazing, uh, we've grown up in an amazing uh, like time with everything we've got and the accessibility of everything is insane, Tanzel. Now, mate, you've mentioned so many awesome things today and I'd love to finish off with a couple of questions to my guests. So looking back at 18-year-old Tanzel um, and from everything you've done now, from writing books, Australian Memory Champion, doing TEDx talks, helping people all over the world, if you could give 18-year-old Tanzel one bit of advice from everything you've learned, what would that be? Just go in and have a crack. Um, don't be afraid. Uh, I used to always be scared, <laughs> right? And it'll always show in my actions. Uh, and even in sport, I used to play a lot of sport and I was good at it, but I'd always be scared to go near the ball or ask for someone, you know, to give it to me. So, and that was the same thing in life as well, as I mentioned. So uh, what I'd say to young Tansel is don't be afraid, just go out and do what you want to do um, and enjoy life as well, because um, it will only get better. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's so true. And if, as we mentioned a lot of time, fun, enjoyment, uh, joy, all these things, I think it brings happiness. And if you are enjoying what you're doing, it's it's definitely going to make everyone around you happier and yourself as well. So I love that. Give it a crack. Perfect advice. And just the last one, Tanzel, when it's all said and done, mate, I know you've still got a lot of great years left in you, buddy, but what legacy do you want to leave? What do you want to be remembered for? And that's a little pun there, but um, what, do you want, what do you want to be remembered for, Legend? Yeah, I, I get this question a bit, actually, and I've, I've thought about it. And it, it's funny because, I, I, to be honest, I, I don't really care if people remember me. Um, I'd like my work to be remembered. I think that's more important. Uh, whether that's remembering me through my work, I don't really care. It's about I, I just want people to benefit from all this stuff. You know, um, that's it. That, that's, that's, that's my, um, I guess, end goal. And, you know, my legacy, my kids will carry that on, I guess. And whether they do this or not, I don't really care. But it's more about, you know, uh, taking the stuff that I've shown them, you know, looking at my books or reading them or, you know, looking at lessons or people I've trained, you know, the message for me is more important than, I guess, me as an individual. So I don't know if that's looking at it as in, you know, unselfish way or, you know, um, yeah, bit shallow i'm not too sure but i just think that the message can be passed on a lot longer than the actual person themselves yeah i don't think it's uh, shallow at all mate or, or selfish i think everything you mentioned today is about uh trying to make people successful make them better and help other people out and i think that's what people will be able to take away from today's chat and i know i have as well so tanzel people are listening along they're in their cars they're running they're doing whatever and they're like where can i learn more where can i get his book where where's the best place to contact you socials website where can we find tanzel um, probably at my website, tansalali.com. Um, it's going through a little bit of a change, but there is a contact form there. Um, the Yellow Elephant uh, is my first book, so it's got speed reading in there, the how to learn almost anything in 48 
48 hours. That's the one after that, which um, shows you stuff like how to remember uh, and learn languages. Uh, it's a more practical book. Um, there's also, yeah, I've got like mailing lists, which I you know, mail out weekly lessons and all that sort of stuff. People can join up. But, yeah, good old Google is your friend, <laughs> I guess. And, um, it's a good starting point. Yeah, YouTube now and so many other places. But, um, yeah, there, there's no reason not to start, really. Yeah, it's so true. And, uh, guys, I'll have links for that on show notes. So energetic.education, this episode number 143. And I'll have links so you can go and check out Tanzel's books, socials, um, his YouTube channel as well. I highly recommend that. Uh, Tanzel, thanks so much for your time today, mate. And uh, you can just tell by your passion uh, how much you love this and how much you help. Uh, like, enjoy helping other people. And uh, it's really refreshing to hear. And I know um, I've learned a lot from today. So thanks for being on the podcast, Legend. Uh, thanks, Dale, mate. Really appreciate it. Ooh.